listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Antonio Brown is good. The case could be made over a six-year period before he left Pittsburgh. He was the best receiver since Jerry Rice. And the thing about receivers are Randy Moss might have this amazing year or two, and his talent was you know, maybe the best ever, Randy Moss. Another guy might have a year or two. But these receivers tend to come and go fast. Now, they, they stick around. They might be the – like Julio Jones. Is he one of the top three receivers? No, he's not today. But he certainly had times he was. Brown was very consistent. Very consistent. And in just eight games, he had 45 catches as the number three option. And what really stood out is his yards after catch were the best on the team. So this is not a guy going out of bounds. This is a guy taking the ball and heading up the field. I agree. Very productive. And... If you think about it, well, then that's awesome. Great. Why is he? Well, obviously, there's the off the field questions. But if you look at the time before the off the field were the questions, this was as productive as a receiver as we've seen since Jerry Rice. And that's saying something. That means maybe the second most productive six year period ever, ever. Now, he's hitting the wall when it comes to his age uh, for receivers typically. Again, Jerry Rice was the exception to that. Uh, even if he drops off a little bit, a little bit, cause of age, Antonio Brown, I believe, will be at least as good, if not better, this year. Well, how could he drop off and be better? The other circumstances. Remember, he joined the team midseason, right? As much as he is a pro's pro in a way that and Brown was able to get acclimated and get integrated, he was playing much better coming into the playoffs. Now, he did get hurt, but... It, uh, to me, his last three or four games were better than his first three or four, which is a trend line, I think, that continues with a more robust offseason into having the whole time with the team. So net-net, I think Brown's more of a factor. And one last thing. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. What do the Bucks do, the Patriots used to do, that most teams don't? They're multiple. And that means, imagine if... Um, Let's say it's a it's a it's a UFC type fight. It's a street fight, even. And there's one guy that if he gets you on the ground, you're done. He's going to choke you out. But if he's standing up, he's not much of a striker, as they call it, right? And Jonas is an expert at the UFC. Well, what is those fights all about? It's about who can dictate the style. And if you get into one person's style, he's going to win. The other person's, he's going to win. It's really that simple. Most teams are like that. You let the Baltimore Ravens run, they're going to beat you. You make them pass, you're going to beat them. Well, what was the case with the Patriots in their glory days, or let's say two years ago, even when they went 12-4? and It was, they are going to find your weakness and make you play left-handed. So it wasn't about you stopping them, it was about them making you inept. Well, think about the Bucks. One week against a zone team, maybe Brown underneath has a bunch of yards. Next week versus a man-to-man team, they're not, Brown's more of a decoy. They're going over the top. This offense now, it's not just depth. It's flexibility. And in the NFL, that's how you win over the course of a season. And that's why in the NFL we see teams look great one week and bad the next. It's often matchups. Well, Bucks are almost matchup proof on offense that's big. 
We're straight out of Vegas. Jonas, what do you think? Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of – if you looked at the uh, the Buccaneers last year towards and down the stretch, it looked a lot like the Patriots to where you would see them. They would just play the hot hand. Okay, well, who, where's our advantage this game? All right, let's go game to game as opposed to being so dependent on Mike Evans or Godwin one day or Gronk the next – in the Super Bowl, they identified Rob Gronkowski was a guy they could go to and they were going to have success with. And and they just looked more and more like that Patriots team and those Patriots teams that made those runs. Scotty Miller towards the end of the first half uh, in the in the Packers game, which was an issue, which which you know was uh, was Fez's least favorite moment from the entire season. But they just could have been. Yeah, because they just identify who's the guy that's going to benefit from this matchup and let's attack it. And and that reminds me so much of what New England did for all those years. And if you really think about it, New England was the one team in all those years with consistency where they weren't getting blown out. ever. It, it was going to be they were either going to blow you out or you were going to be lucky and kind of match their flexibility. And you know what? At halftime, they'd make a change. And I think something we missed and I missed – was the change that Tampa made against Kansas City in the regular season. Because if you look at that game, it was the tale of two games, right? Is Kansas City was up big, and then Tampa almost came back and won. A lot of people said, ah, Kansas City wasn't trying. Maybe, but boy, oh boy, Tampa had a chance to win. It wasn't like they came back and made it an eight-point game. It was Tampa in that game. And we dismissed it kind of, but in hindsight – they picked up pretty much where they left off in the Super Bowl. It was, hey, this isn't working. Now we can do this. And Kansas City didn't have an answer. When Tampa had something Kansas City couldn't match, Kansas City didn't have an answer. Now, Kansas City's O-line was hurt in a way that few teams could have overcame. And Andy Reid, his son, was in legal trouble. And it, I can't know for sure, but boy, that was the least amount of adjustment you could have imagined in that game. So maybe we dismiss it, but it doesn't change the fact that a team that can adjust throughout the season and even within a game has a big advantage. And the Bucks have more adjustment now because of Antonio Brown adjustment ability. Last word, Fez. Yeah, even a running back, Fournette and Jones, you know, you've got very diverse running backs depending upon the weather, et cetera, so they can hit mm. you with so many different options, yes. And some catch the ball better, some don't. And again, that's what they've been kind of missing in a way Tampa is a pass catching running back and again sitting at 32 that might be a good spot for that be sure to catch live editions of straight out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app the big mystery atop the NFL draft coming up tomorrow is what the 49ers will do with the third pick overall. They traded for that pick several weeks ago with the Miami Dolphins. And as of right now, according to several reports, it looks like it's either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. That'll be the selection. Okay. And I think that the, the betting market is telling us it's still Mac Jones is the clear favorite. So yeah. yesterday the odds were minus 250 on Mac Jones. Today, minus 250. Two and a half dollars wins you a dollar. Lance was plus 250. Now his odds have actually, his payout's gone up. His odds have worsened. It's plus 325. So a dollar wins you 325. And Justin Fields, he's kind of picked back up a little bit. Yesterday he was seven to one. Now he's four to one. So you look at it, we're all saying, in the, exactly the way Jonas intro it's the way everyone's talking about Jones or Lance, the betting market's saying Fields has almost the same chance as Trey Lance. And I'll tell you this, 
the only reason that might be a little off is because they've got so much fields exposure because he surged at different points. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're trying to make it not great. Because remember, these aren't true odds ever in a betting market. It's the risk the bookie's willing to take. So the bookies have their own biases built in there. But in general, they're going to be the best predictor of the future there is. It's just you got to try to find where the biases are. Right now, at those odds, I give you 100 bucks, and you got to bet someone. Faz, who do you bet? Jones. You and might. I did hear the show yesterday when you fleeced our own McKenzie out of 100. <laughs> as McKenzie, once again, bought high on trailers. It is funny how he, he put his money down at two and a half to one, and the next day, like clockwork, he, he could have got 325. McKenzie, how are you feeling? They don't teach us in the Ivy Leagues. I still got my 11 to 1 ticket in my back pocket. <laughs> what, what a, oh, you got an 11 to 1 in some other place? Yeah. So that makes your bet even worse. You already had exposure, and then you made a bad bet with me. I have an uncanny <laughs> ability to get the worst of it. <laughs> well, against me. <laughs> All right, we're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. So here's my premises. There's a great line in a book. The character's name's Francisco, and he says, whenever you think something doesn't make sense, check your premises. What are your assumptions about whatever you're talking about? So assumption number one is that the 49ers don't think they can win with Jimmy G. I think we all agree that's what they think. I think most of us agree that Jimmy G's limited, especially by his availability. Okay. Premise number two is the 49ers want to win now. You hear this all the time about, oh, you know, if they went with Lance, Trey Lance, it, it might be a project. It might be a year or two. He's got more upside, but it's a project. I agree with that 100%. They say that, uh, this was on Get Up today, the number of snaps that Trey Lance has taken, no quarterback taken in the first round has had that few snaps at the college level in 40 years. He'd be the least experienced quarterback to get drafted in the first round. He will be in 40 years. Faz, I mean, you were just in college when this was the case. Oh, my goodness. So inexperience and playing against lesser competition, not a good um, parlay there. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Jonas, would you agree with that, that the 49ers, that this action feels like it's about winning now? Yeah, especially when you look at last year. I think they saw their own mortality right before their eyes. It took two games into the season. They saw a bunch of really good players get injured, and they weren't the same the rest of the year. I think they realize there's windows in this league. They've got a window right now with a lot of good players on a really good contract, like Bosa on the defensive side. They just paid George Kittle. I, I think they see this as an opportunity to strike. I mean, you c cannot say it better than he just said it. It's about that first contract the league, remember, it wasn't that long ago that Bill Parcells was lamenting, maybe I won't take the number one pick. I'll just let the number two take it. And then once it gets to a certain slot, I'll take my pick because I don't want to pay this contract. Mm. Sam Bradford, remember that contract? Now that's gone now. Now you've got guys like the number one pick that are like nine, 10 million the fourth year. It's not nothing, but it's not onerous, right? It, it, rookie deals, first contracts are so attractive. And then what do you get? You get superstars and you get young players and minimum, you know, veteran min mins. That's it. You don't have those $10, $12 million guys. There's a few, but boy, the middle class has been hollowed out in football. You hear it in the economy. It has in football. And the 49ers, back 15 years ago, it would have been 
this is a 10-year winner. Look at the Cowboys. When the Cowboys had all that great off the Herschel Walker trade, it was like they kept winning. They didn't win Super Bowls, but they were competitive for 10 years. Now you got a chance, and and again, it shows what the Patriots have done. It's so amazing. You get that chance. You kind of sell out for it. And then you're back in the dumps, and hopefully you cycle back again. Mm. That's the NFL today. So you look at a team like the Washington Redskins. You might think it's the beginning of something. No, this might be the two years they have a chance to win. Because then those linemen start wanting $20 million a year, and then what? And to your point on the cycle back through, the 49ers were in a Super Bowl back in 2012. It wasn't that long ago. It's been seven years since that 49er team and since Jim Harbaugh was there. And since then, they're on their third head coach. They've had how many different players? The roster is completely different than it was. So it's just a different time. It's a different day and age. They tried that way. They got to a Super Bowl. It didn't work. Now they're trying it this way and hoping they can get back to another Super Bowl. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got a best bet coming up from Fez. This is the man that last year bet 19 separate bets on the draft. He went 17-2. and two. So the squares of the squares for making that many bets, the sharpest of the sharps for winning that many bets. What's your bet count this year? 21. Can you believe it? <laughs> you know something? That's BS. You're betting like 50 bucks here or there. I mean, how much money do you have in play compared to last year? Now, that's a great point. Less money. Yeah, getting yeah, smaller yeah. pieces Look of at, the pie. With a lot of little, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he might have had to get a job last year. That's why he made all those bets. But what we figured out, and I tell you, Jonas, this is, we don't say short thing, and it's not a short thing. But boy, this is rock solid. Is if you find a mock, a guy that does mocks, who's connected, meaning it's not an outsider, but an insider. And if he has a guy going in his last mock that was never in that spot on his prior mocks, it's gold. Why? He's got information. Imagine you did four mocks before. You never have a certain player in a certain spot. And then come the the mock you're going to get graded on, one of your friends, whatever, at that team said, hey, it looks like we're going tight end here, blah, blah, blah. That's who shows up mysteriously. There's info there. So we did a study, Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com research. We've got five guys, and we've got to go through these quick because we're just going to kind of read the names. They were nowhere to be found, and now in the last mocks, they've popped up. Give me each one of those quickly. Wide receiver Moore. Cornerback Eric well, Stokes. Wait, hold on a second. There's multiple Moors, right? Yes, there's two wide receivers more. You might want There's more Moors, so you might want to use the first name. Elijah Moore. Okay. Eric Stokes, Jason Owe, Joe Tyron, and we talked about him earlier, Travis Etienne. Okay. So what we got these four guys or five guys that are showing up somewhere. We got to talk about where they're showing up. Like what, what did we what, what do we want to what do we what, what have we learned about these guys? They went from not being on a lot of these mock drafts to being highly rated. So they are bet on players as far as they're over under. Okay, now that that's a great point. You know, it's not so much you're going to bet 
this player's going to go 22nd. What you're saying is if you know the guy's going 22nd and his over-under is 28 and a half, you want to go under or before. You know, Yes. Uh, so, once again, these are all guys that were bullish on. Bullish on. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tweet this out. At RJ in Vegas. I'll tweet the five. You heard it. But I think those are five to look at. Be optimistic about. They're probably going to go earlier. And the logic, Jonas, you tell me. That logic makes a ton of sense. right? You know the media guys. They're trying to use their own theories, but then they're getting information. The closer we get to the draft, the more information they have. If a guy is nowhere... You know, he's like, you know, not even in the first round mock. And then he's 22nd the last time. Why would he knew that? guy? It wasn't like he had some epiphany about that guy. That's information. Does that make sense? To yeah, you? 100 percent. I totally agree. And just the closer you get to it, the more solid these answers get. We Look, we've talked about it and have brought it up a couple of times. We knew about Baker Mayfield going number one overall the day of the draft. There were rumors it was Josh Allen, that it was going to be Josh Allen, cold weather, big arm, just made all the sense in the world. All of a sudden, the odds changed the day of the draft, and lo and behold, Baker Mayfield went number one. And that's a great example. I think his over-under was about five and a half entering that day. That Mayfield being in the top five was uncertain. Then he was number one. And we got these five guys that have surged in a way based on this theory. I'll tweet them out after the show at RJ in Vegas. All right, Faz, you've got a best bet. Come on, baby, $80,000. Baltimore Ravens, first pick in the draft, take an offensive player. Okay, now, an offensive player. We're on the offense. First pick in the draft. What's the odds? Even money. Now, right, right around even. A week ago, they had this prop up. The odds were even money. Okay. Now the odds are still even money. All right, so what's changed? What's changed is Baltimore just traded one of their starting tackles, Orlando Brown. So now they have a, a specific need at tackle. Much more likely, Baltimore is going to go ahead and use their very first pick on an offensive tackle. He plays offense. Well, but that's the thing. We don't know about that. But if you think I, – I love this pick. Would you bet 50-50 if it's a tackle or not? If I say I want I want uh, no tackle, you want a tackle. No. So it's less than a 50% chance it's a tackle. But if you take the added chance that it's a tackle or alignment because of the depletion of the line, now it pushes you well over 50%. What I like about this is it was the odds haven't adjusted. You're making insight you have an analysis that quite frankly you're not the market doesn't agree with or doesn't even isn't even aware of exactly and because of that and it's so logical if you like in scenario 1 it's the way it was and it's 50-50 now we're going to take one of the five starters trade them away by the way no hold on a second though don't the ravens have two first round picks 27th and 31st. So yes. which one is this? Well, this would be the 27th, the first. The well, how would you? How would we know that? It's their very first pick in the draft. Oh, is it, I thought you said a first round pick. Okay, <laughs> so, but do, doesn't that then diminish the chance that the first pick? You think so, Jonas? Real quick. Yeah, that was going to be my my question oh. because their picks are so close together. If there's a really good defensive player on the board and they still think they can get that offensive tackle, if that's what they're going for, four picks later. Who's the better player at that yeah, spot? And I mean, if you think about it, if they almost guaranteed they were going to fill the line up, 
Yeah. Then all of a sudden the odds go down. That it, you want to? You got ten seconds. You no, I still like. I still think <laughs> they right. could go with two offensive. Well, players. here's the beauty of it, Jonas. I'm betting against them. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. <laughs> 